Welcome back to another episode. I am Sticks. This is my best friend and co-host D'Lo, and we are too complex. Too complex. No, one. no. So you're not gonna go with the part of my wisdom? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, part, the part of my wisdom, the part of my wisdom is still there. It's still a part of us. Yeah. But I think it's time that we go ahead and hit the too complex one of you folks. You feel me? Okay. All right. Too complex, too complex it folks, is. Too complex it is. So still got some we work to do, but we there. Nah, for sure, for sure. But yeah. before we get into the topics, which we got some really good topics, some inspirational stuff, but also some controversy. But make sure mm-hmm. you hit that subscribe button. You like the you like the video. Comment on the video because we will we will re- reply to y'all. And also hit that re- hit that bell so that way you don't miss under these bangers <laughs> that we got coming for y'all. You threw me off. Okay, that we, that we got coming like for it. y'all. But just we 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 love we love all y'all. We appreciate all the support. You know, what I'm saying we're trying to grow. So make sure you do it all, do all those things for us so that way we can keep bringing this content to y'all. So, D'Lo, of course, man, that we say every single week. How was your week last week, my brother? I'm gonna see if I can switch it up this week. Oh snap! Yeah, I'm, just, find I'm out. just out here. I'm just out here trying to enjoy life, man. But you know, still spending <laughs> like time it. with the family. <laughs> but still spending time with the family. For sure. You know For what sure. I'm um, yeah, nah, just out here trying to enjoy life, man. With make do with what I got and enjoy the time that I can with my family, man. Um, because they really are what is most important out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, catch up on the shows that I can catch up on currently watching or catching up on Bel Air, anticipating. Like Love it, love it. Let's get into that real quick before it was an amazing show, bro. I like Bel Air, but you know when it first came out, people was like dogging it because it was taking away the nostalgia of the The original original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But I like the show, man. It's pretty good. Um, The more you get into it, man, the more the better that show gets, bro. I'm telling you, like I, I was a huge fan of the the original. I, I literally had it on DVD, like all six seasons on DVD of the original. Right. When that one came out, I was kind of skeptical, but it's like, dog, that joint, it's like the new age is fire, dog. I, I, yeah, I mess yeah. with it. Whenever you get done with season one, let me know so we can start watching season two. Well, I'm, I'm done with season one. I'm on season two oh. right now. Yeah. Why? I told you to tell me, fool. Man, my bad. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, so that's what I, I'm currently watching that, waiting for uh, Power 2 to come out and then uh, the, the new season and then also Succession. I'm 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 big on succession on HBO, so hmm. those are the things that I'm I'm currently doing. What about you, my boy? What what's what's going on? How you been? Man, listen, man, it's 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 a lot of the same, man. You know, same thing you always say, spending time with your family. I'm just working and making sure Sam taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the new promotion is taking up a lot of my time, but I love it though, because it's mm-hmm. it's a new pace. It's it's something different that is I'm away from the monotony of just selling cars every day. Now I'm trying to help people sell cars and help people buy cars. So I'm in finance now. So it's so much better, bro. Like before I know what I look up, I get there at nine o'clock before I know what I'm looking at the clock. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, where the hell did they go? But it's, it's a, it's a good thing because time fly when you having fun, man. So I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. the new position. It has energized my career for real. And, um, it's definitely given me a lot to look forward to as far as my career. And as far as this right here is concerned, because, yeah, you know the, the the more the more money you make, the more time you got to do the, do hobbies that you like. So I like that. I like sometimes that. So some well, true. So yeah, yeah. I like, mean, that, that's into, basically with me. Yeah, that's okay. basically with me though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, before we get into it, man, uh, I got a question to ask you, and we're not talking about it today, or I don't think we're gonna talk about it. Period. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts real quick on. 
this whole debate that's taking over the internet right now, at least in, in black culture, is the Michael B. Jordan and him being corny thing that's going on right now. What, what's, your, what's your take on, not Michael B. Jordan, but what's your take on the word corny? Because, I mean, for me, I mean, I might be considered, I can see if people would call me corny, I can see how they would call me corny, but what, what's your take on it? I, I think it's, I think it's a word that's blown out of proportion, honestly. I mean, and it's a to, misconception. Be, to be honest, the word corny is corny. If that yeah. makes any sense. Cause it's like outside of the, outside of the big screen, Michael B. Jordan is a normal dude. Like why can't somebody normal, not just be a regular person? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but from what I remember from the, from, from the, con- from the controversy itself is that she was saying that he was corny when they went to school together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was they went to high school together and she said he was just like like he was corny. He was annoying. He was like a, a I guess a lame, I guess whatever that whatever that means. Yeah. You know, lame corny. I guess it all mean the same shit. But right. I mean, just a normal cat. I mean, I could be considered corny. I don't do nothing either. Like I'm corny too, yeah. I guess. I don't know. So I yeah. mean, if he corny, I'm corny. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. got some kind of corniness to him. She corny for saying 100%. the corny shit. Like you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> so like yeah. I, it, he if he if he cornered then shit everybody corny. I don't it, it, to me it don't make a difference. I thought it was whack. I thought she was corny for saying it. I I like him for calling her out though. Oh, the, yeah, the dude you call corny, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I thought he I was. Don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, so, I don't. I, I don't know if I like either either ways. Uh, I don't know if I like her publicly saying that he was corny for what he did back in high school. I mean, or back in school. I don't know if it was high school or what, but, and I mm-hmm. also kind of don't, but you know, I'm not too confrontational either. So, but yeah, um, I, I, I don't know if I would have said something to her, but maybe not in the interview that he was doing, but he probably didn't really know she was, I don't know. I, he, I don't know what he knew or what he didn't know, but mm-hmm. I just think the word corny and then, for the reasons that people outside of the young lady that said he was corny back in high school and the individuals that say he's corny today, mm-hmm. I think I think their reasonings for him being corny is lame, is whack. They say he's corny because he's a good dude. He's corny because he takes care of responsibilities and stuff like that. Or how he acted after Lori Harvey dumped him. It made him corny. What? Okay. I mean, if so, that's corny, I, I, mean, I, you know, I see something that said, yeah, he just looked like a guy that knows where his birth certificate is. Shut, your, shut, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're going too far. Into, I just want to yeah, know your thoughts on that real quick. The, the word corny is corny. They all corny. We all corny. Who gives a fuck? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> but anyway, what we got on the docket today, my boy D-Lo? Man, what we got on the docket. We're going to talk about John Wall and John Wall. Well, John Morant and his legal issues. We'll talk about the threat of artificial intelligence on music and society as a whole. We'll get into an inspirational story of Hansel Dominguez. Um, and then we'll talk about Coach Prime and his recent recruiting controversies. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it, my dude. Right into it. So I talked about Power Book 2 earlier. We got somebody that's in the NBA that's trying to live like Tyreek St. Patrick. John Morant has been in the news for things other than basketball lately. The Grizzlies star point guard apparently wants to be or apparently wants to do hood rat things with his friends. (laughs) (laughs) My boy, my boy sticks is John trying to sabotage his career. If he he's I don't think he's intentionally trying to do it, of course, but 
Yeah. He's doing a damn good job of doing it without intentionally doing it because, <sighs> bro, you just signed a Supermax contract with the Grizzlies last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're taking care of your family. You got your, you know what I'm saying? You got your dad at the games with you, your mom and your sister at the crib, and at, sometimes at the games too. Like, you, you're, you're, you're a good kid, bro. Like, you're a good kid. And I, and I, I said this to D-Lo earlier in the week. He reminds me of that last rap battle at 8 Mile. You know what I'm saying? Where he was like, his name's Clarence. And Clarence is at home with both parents. <laughs> they have a real yeah. good marriage. Like, that's, that's job. That's literally yeah. job Morant. Like, why do you, why are you out here trying to have this persona of a hood dude whenever you ain't even walked that path not one time in your life? Now, granted, you're from South Carolina, and some parts of South Carolina can be, you know, not you know, can be. Well, every state has that part of town, but mm-hmm. it's like, bro, like you went to a private school, you grew up with both mm-hmm. parents. Your your dad owns a couple of barbershops. He's worth about five six million dollars himself. So like you had a good life. Why are you hanging out with these guys that are showing you the part of the the part of the world that you don't need to see, especially being a professional athlete and a good professional athlete at that? Like, I don't understand it, bro. I honestly don't understand it, D-Lo. So I'm not going to sit here and act like um, I I don't understand it. Let let me say that first coming from Josh's situation. Mm -hmm. um, But I I'm not going to sit here and act like. American society or American culture and black culture isn't um, enamored or, you know, fixated on the depiction of gangster and mob culture. 100%. We truly are evidenced by the well-known movies of Scarface, Godfather, New Jack City, TV show, paid in full, TV shows, Snowfall, power shit like that i mean we just enamored with gangster culture and what happens is it moves itself up and down um both american culture caucasian culture black culture we all try mm-hmm. to live that lifestyle for a little bit or at least portray ourselves to be hood because we always talk about or not us but you know society always talks about what women do to get the attention of men. Mm-hmm. Men sometimes, and this to me, we talked about corny earlier, can be kind of corny. It's men sometimes corny. portray themselves to be hood to get the attention of females. It's very true. And, I mean, we, we're, we're all guilty of doing that uh, when we were younger, I'm sure. I know for, for sure I didn't, I wasn't like flashing guns, and I don't even, I don't even like guns, but I wasn't yeah. flashing guns like that. But the, the clothes I wore, um, mm. Some of the sayings and how I talk portrayed hood. Um, mm. What I say all that to say is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not something that a person of his status or a, a person of his age could easily get caught up in. What True. I will say, though, is we need to make sure that we are, you know, getting our young black geniuses, sports or any other area of life. We're trying to we need to make sure that we aren't having them hustle backwards. For what sure. I mean by that is making it and then trying to act like they hard when they work so hard throughout their life, made so many sacrifices throughout their life to get to where they are. You know, usually right. you fake it until you make it, not you make it and then you fake it. No, nah, you don't do that. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So I, I feel like Ja right now, like you said, he's he might not be doing it intentionally, but uh, unintentionally he is kind of sabotaging his career. 100%. So 
100 yeah. percent man and it's and it's and it's like this so i'm just to give y'all a little bit of a history lesson about myself so like i said Josh from south carolina i'm from north carolina me and d from fayetteville fayetteville is known for not being a good place to live right mm-hmm. i grew up on Vietnam. so i grew up on the murk if anybody been to Fayetteville before, you know where the Merc is. The Merc is not a good street you want to go down, especially sometimes a day. So I, the the things that John Morant is perceiving right now, I've actually seen in live action, mm-hmm. like playing basketball at Seabrook Park, seeing people get shot, seeing a lot of different things in my life. When I had some some, I had some family members in my life that were, you know, ingratiated in a couple of things that they were trying to keep me away from because I was the athlete of the family. So mm-hmm. luckily, I had some family members to deter me from moving with them because like, nah, bro, you're going to make it out type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So what, what he is portraying, I've actually seen, but I don't Mm -hmm. see myself at 37 years old, soon to be 38 in three weeks. Thank you, Lord. So I, 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 you don't see myself being about to be 38, trying to portray the things that I've seen in the past, because I know that's not right. And I know that he has a good head on his shoulders and he know this shit ain't right either, but Whatever reason, he just feel like he want to have this persona about him. Even like in the in the games, he's trying to act hard. You know, he almost got into that confrontation with Shannon Sharp whenever they was when they were. You know, what I'm saying like it's like, why are you mm-hmm. acting hard? And everybody know this ain't you. People on the on the on TV and and you know and these analysts are saying like this ain't Ja, but right. like he has this persona about him. Like you know, what I'm saying and I don't I don't personally understand it, but it's it's one of those things where like you said, you're influenced by the environment that you put yourself around. And he grew up in a good environment. Now he's putting himself in a bad environment and he's starting to see a lot of the different, I I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's, he's, he's starting to see the, he's, he's ignoring the bad of what he's doing. He's starting to see like the attention that he's getting for being quote unquote thuggish, so to Mm -hmm. speak. So I, and and to me, it's just dumb. You, you, you're, if, if it was me and I was in job situation, bro, I'd be trying to stay out. Of of the way, one hundred percent. Like I'm, bro. I got. I just got a two hundred million dollar contract. Why in the fuck am I on live? It's easy to say that. No, yeah, I mean, it's, I agree. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay. Flashing the gun is different. I, I will say no. that flashing the gun is different. Like we Fighting all know, we talk about below. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That all that stuff is different, though, right? But when you say staying out the way naturally that's that's our personalities we are stay out yeah, the way facts. people yeah. um but for most people staying out the way just ain't in their nature um money having money or not having money they just can't stay out of the way um sure. so and you know how how tall is Josh? I, I don't know off the top of my head three i think six three six, six three four? okay yeah. six three so in the landscape of professional basketball he's one of the little guys mm-hmm. um he's very explosive and all that but and I'm not defending anything that Ja has done. I'm I'm just giving you I'm just giving the perspective. Yeah. So in the landscape of basketball, he's one of the little guys. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard of the Napoleon complex. You and I are you were you're taller than Ja. I'm about I'm an inch taller than Ja. So mm-hmm. but so we've historically on average been some of the taller individuals in society. Mm-hmm. But you've heard of the Napoleon complex. 100%. And and so I kind of feel like the success that Ja has gotten, while it's not exactly the Napoleon complex, is kind of the Napoleon complex. He's just mm-hmm. now, you said, what thing that, let me finish my thought. So yeah. now that he's gotten all of the 
the notoriety. He's gotten the money. Um, he's got to the NBA. I wouldn't say the hard way, but he wasn't necessarily at a top-notch Division One school. Mm-hmm. He's a second overall pick. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, I'm here. It's the same thing we talked about with uh, Antonio Brown, or that I mentioned about Antonio Brown a couple of weeks ago. Is you know he played the role well enough for as long as he could to you know stay under the radar, play well enough to get recognized as a person that deserves X Y Z amount of money. He got that contract. Now I can show my ass a little bit. Let mm-hmm. me, let me, let me. I'm comfortable. I'm here. Let me, let me do what I need to do. And, and I, I hope that's not him. But it just seems like that's what he's moving to now. He's, he's, he's just okay. Spread that, his that, wings out. That was a good analogy you know because it, do, it does seem like Ja is moving into that. Because, because I, because I remember I, when we were talking about Antonio Brown, I was say I was contributing to everything to CTE. Like soon as he, that moment he got hit by Vontez Burfitt is when he went crazy. But you saying yeah. that he was he was under the radar for so long, he got that bread. Then that was his personality the whole time. So you saying that yeah. Ja is kind of like similar to Antonio Brown, where it was like this is who he's been. He just was waiting to unleash that shit. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily who he's been. I'm just making the comparison of, you know, when you get when when you're when the pressures, when certain pressures of life are now removed from your life, mm-hmm. you start to move to a different level and start to think about different things that you might not have had access to before. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes so sense. with Ja, the pressures of how I'm going to help my mom and dad. And I mean, he made eight million dollars a year prior to this new contract, but still, mm-hmm. you know, it it wasn't the type of money that he makes now. He went from eight to 39 or something like that. But, you know, the mm-hmm. pressures of how I'm going to help mom and dad buy this house or, you know, help my family change the trajectory of my family moving forward uh, from here on, that pressures are, are now going. You know, for sure, your family is straight. If I keep, if I do everything how I'm supposed to do, I know my family's straight for the next couple generations. If the money is, is spent right or invested right, so mm-hmm. now I don't have to worry about that. Let me go worry about something else. Oh, I wasn't a, I wasn't able to do this when I was younger. Let me do this. I mean, you got tattoos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, mama, grandma wasn't allowing none of that when you was. You know, in high school, or maybe nah, I can't remember. Nah. So when you got to college, what happened? When I was in college. Yeah, I got my first exactly. tattoo in college. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, and same with me. My dad wasn't allowing none of that. And mm-hmm. and now when I got on my own, you know, I made the decisions that I made. I did the things that I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. eventually, I got older and saw, oh shit, my dad was right. Maybe I I don't need to be doing stuff like this. And mm-hmm. I reverted back to to my ways. I mean, Josh, twenty three years old. So yeah, he's, he's still, still he's, he's still a young kid, man. So he's going to make dumb, questionable decisions. It's just the fact that of who he is and um, the the era that he grew has grown up in. You know, kids want to share everything that they do nowadays. They overshare one hundred percent. They overshare. Kids want to do dumb things nowadays. Things that's like. Well, we probably did something similar, but not as grand as they're doing now. Everything's mm-hmm. so grand. Everything's a prank. Everything's a joke nowadays. And everything's online nowadays. So, everything's online. again, I'm not defending anything that Ja has done, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the pointing the gun at a 70-year-old, fighting a 70-year-old, flashing the gun on Instagram, or being with his friends 
uh, to intimidate the uh, Indiana Pacers staff with with guns and lasers Mm -hmm. on it. I'm not defending any of that. Getting getting into an altercation with a mall security guard, like yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I can't I can't defend that. But what I'm saying is, let's offer him just a little bit of grace, just a little bit, yeah, and you know, and and see what he does moving forward um, with this suspension and if he comes back. I won't say a change man, but learning from his situations, learning from yeah. this situation that has occurred. I just, I, I think this is all, this is something I call boredom theory. Mm-hmm. Sometimes whenever you get bored, you create problems. Like I ain't got nothing like else that. to do. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Like, so whenever you bored, you try to find something to do and it just creates controversy. Like, or you have some kind of theory in your head that you just want to, you want to unleash. It's just boredom yep. theory. The, the dude's bored. He got more money than he's ever had in his life. You know what I'm saying? He's never been, he, he's always been upper class because his dad was worth millions before he even made it to the league. See, that's new to me. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. His dad owns a couple of barbershops down in, in, in South Carolina. His dad is worth $6 million on his own. Not $6 even, million? Yeah, $6 million. I was sound like you said a billion, my bad. Oh, no, no. I said Millie, 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 Millie. 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 So, that's why he was able to go to a private school that wasn't even in the same city that he was he was raised in or where he lived at. So his his dad okay. took, his dad was taking care of the family. His mom has always been a housewife. Mom was yeah. always at home doing her thing. So he he's he was brought up in a good life. But he was the dude is just bored now. He's a 23 year old kid who's making 40 million dollars. He got a, a five year 200 million dollar contract. So he's making 40 million dollars a year now. And like dude just bored, bro. And like you said, it's just a it's a it's a a the social media age now and Kids want to overshare and everything is IG live. Everything is on TikTok. Everything is on social media in general. So now he hanging out with his boys after a loss in the club, right. five o'clock in the five o'clock in the morning, you going live flashing gun. Like why, bro? Yeah. Why? First of all, why you ain't sleep? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. Cause like, but like you said, we're, we're two stay out the way type of cats. And that's, Obviously not his personality. Like he wants to be out there. He, you know, he's got this money now. Not a bad looking kid, so he can be around the women. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, but like I said, I think I think he's gonna figure out how to turn it around. I think he's gonna eventually have a Hall of Fame career if he keeps do playing the way he's playing and if he keeps yep. winning. So I, I figure out he's gonna. I, I, I think he's gonna figure it out. It's just like, bro, like, like you're just doing dumb shit. It's just young, young dude, dumb stuff. Honestly, because yeah. it's. Like, <laughs> Like chill, yeah. like get away from the people that you're hanging yourself around. Honestly, because I think it's the company he's keeping for real. I'm glad you went there because that's exactly where I was about to go. I I'm not gonna let him off the hook though. While mm-hmm. while I I think I can accredit most of the decisions that he's making to his age and just the era that he's grown up in. I also mm-hmm. think he needs to uh, make sure that he's keeping the right company around him. Um, you know, so. And for that reason, I'm glad that it has been caught now and addressed mm-hmm. now rather than later, where, you know, the the now has been no arrest. No one has lost a life. Later could have been him doing time or associated with some person doing time and potentially somebody losing their life. Um, but he definitely needs to surround himself with better people. Jalen mm-hmm. Rose said... I believe it was yesterday yeah, but, or mm-hmm. last night. He said on NBA Countdown that uh, Jai is the one that controls his life, and that mm-hmm. uh, those and it's not those around him. I kind I agree with that, but I think it's more of a team effort. Uh, yep. I think I think Jai 
needs to understand his status and who he is in this world, um, not only as a basketball player, but now as an individual. And then that the individuals around him uh, need to understand who he is and what he represents in this world and protect the bag. So the the first for someone of his position, um, I think he just he needs to be cognizant of that. Uh, and a good example, a good example of of this would be a person, you know, a person understanding who they are and then the team also understanding who they are. When I say the team, I mean the people around him. Mm-hmm. Our boy LeBron James. 100%. LeBron James 100%. is a perfect example of him understanding at a young age, be it who he is, what he represents, and then who, the people around him also understanding who he is and what he represents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, 18 years old, understood that he is about to be a high draft pick in the NBA. He wanted to keep his boys around him. So what did he do? He empowered them and gave them opportunities. He spoke this to life a long time ago. I believe he was on Rhapsody in the Basement saying, we're going to be, we're going to take over the world doing X, Y, Z. Little do we know, 10, 20 years later, Mav Carter doing big things. Rich mm-hmm. Paul doing big things. Some other mm-hmm. members of his group doing big things. So I feel like the the message has been lost or that blueprint has been lost with some of the younger guys because everybody, every professional athlete has an entourage. And if True. the entourage does not know how to secure the bag, and when I say secure the bag, making sure that the person that's bringing in the money and making sure everybody having a good time ain't doing anything stupid if everybody don't understand that, then you can't you can't be around them. They can't, can't be, be around them. Yeah. And, and and like you said, man, he's it's just a product of people always say you're a product of your environment, but you dictate your environment most of the time. You yep. know what I'm saying? You if you if your environment is revolved around a bunch of dudes carrying guns, doing doing drugs or selling drugs or whatever that I ain't saying that's what they're doing, but if that's what yeah. you're seeing around you. Then you need to the person of your stature and the person the person who is like you said is the breadwinner of the group. You can't have that bread go moldy, my boy. You got to get away from 100. from that area that's molding your bread and keep your bread safe and keep your bread. You know what I'm saying? But like, but he like you said, you you can't let him off the hook. He did apologize, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? He gonna miss tonight's game and Tuesday's game because he got you know suspended for these two games for his actions. But you you have to. Keep you have to keep your environment safe, bro. You got to keep your circle small, and and within that circle, you got to have good quality people. Like you said, mm-hmm. LeBron. LeBron is one of those guys who has had a clean, other than the controversy that people put on him for the things that he that that, that they don't like, but he ain't right. did nothing wrong. John needs right. to take that, that same blueprint. Of. Yeah, facts. But yeah. from what I know, his nose is clean. Right. From what right. The, from what from what the public knows, his nose is clean. Right. But right now, Ja, up until this past week. Or up until from last summer until now, whenever that whole situation happened with the seventeen year old kid and the mm-hmm. whole thing, all of these things for for the past almost for like ten months, his nose was clean up until now, and now all of a sudden yeah. he wants to get you know he, he's in all this controversy. So it's like, bro, just keep keep your circle small and keep and keep that circle with a bunch of good people. So that way you can just keep keep this bread, bro. You got forty million coming to you for the next four years, bro. Why you why you trying mm-hmm. to fuck it up? Let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. Do you think because of the type of attention that he has been getting, has been has gotten in the last, you said, 10 months, five Mm -hmm. months or so, 
Do you think he is now just trying to play into that role a little bit more, lean into it a little bit more, or do you, or do you truly think it's the the boredom theory that you were talking about earlier? I think it's boredom theory, but you know what? You just you just reminded me of a comment that you made last week that that uh, Dame Dash said. It's like self like kind of like self-sabotage a little bit. Maybe we was talking about it last week. Yeah. It was like sometimes people put oh, yeah. themselves in these problems to take their take the attention off of them and let them yeah. kind of chill for a little bit and then sneak back out the back door type of thing. Yeah. Like I, maybe that's what that maybe that's what he's doing. I don't know. Like like I said, I couldn't do it, me myself. Yeah. But oh. it's one of those things. I, I think he's I, I think it's boredom theory, bro. I think he's honestly just bored, bro. I think yeah. he's just bored and he's doing dumb shit and he just needs to just chill out. You know what I'm saying? That's what I honestly think. Yeah, I don't... So I don't think it's necessarily that theory that I was telling you about last week with Dame Dash, um, where, you know, high-profile celebrities, they go through... They get to a status of where they can't do the normal things that they want to do in life. And so what Dame Dash was saying is that some individuals go through a self-sabotaging or smear campaign. A smear uh, campaign, yeah a smear campaign in order to kind of put negative attention for themselves so much to the point that people get tired of the person or mm-hmm. no longer want to, you know, praise the person as much as they did. And then they can kind of just fall back a little bit, of course, not go back to their normal life. Cause they, they're no longer normal. They, they've been so such a high profile celeb. Uh, I don't think it's that mm-hmm. what I think it is, is I think he is, so you know, I, I I'm trying to give you a, a draw us an, a a, conc- a comparison of what I'm saying. Um, so you know how when they say a kid growing up, you tell a kid what he is or what he isn't for so long that when he gets mm-hmm. older, he becomes that person. He becomes right. what you say he is or isn't. That's mm-hmm. what I, I'm feeling like. Jot might be doing outside of your boredom theory is mm-hmm. everybody's saying, oh, Ja, he hangs around these type of people. Oh, Ja is uh, such a, a thug or thug-like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. now he's just living it out. He's just like, oh, y'all want to say I'm a thug? All right, look, I got my gun. All mm-hmm. right, these are my these my dudes that I hang around. What's up? Mm-hmm. I just feel it could, I mean, again, I'm not saying this is what he is. I'm just thinking of the scenarios and the complexities of while we're at this point with Ja, um, because like you said, coming into the league, he was a clean cut dude, really athletic, you know, nose clean, all that. And and I still think that's who he is. But now yeah. we're at this point where everybody's questioning, well, what's going on with Ja? Is this and we're just really trying to figure out. Or, yeah, right, we're just trying to figure out who he is. And I and I, I, be, I believe I believe he is the same guy he was whenever he came into the to the league. I just feel like, like you said, he might just be kind of. He, I guess, he's trying to. He, he's in a little bit of a rebellious stage, to be honest, because maybe he wasn't able to do these things whenever he was younger. I don't believe he was. So right. his his dad kept his nose clean. His mom kept his nose clean. Went to a private school and he got went to college and stayed there for a year. And now he's in the league, and it's like. I never got to experience these things that these guys over here are doing. Let me go see what that's like. Right, you and know what I'm he's saying. He's also in Memphis, bro. I mean, he's also uh, also in Memphis, exactly. Memphis exactly, is, is, a, is a tough place to, to be. So you know, he could probably easily get caught up with the wrong people being at the club or whatever. And now that's a part of his entourage. And you know, sometimes being a leader is hard to tell those that follow you or those that are in your group that you don't want them around anymore. And so that's he could also be in that situation too. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I mean. 
I, I think he's gonna turn it around. I think he's gonna eventually be like, you know what, this this really ain't for me. Let me get mm-hmm. back to what really matters, and that's the game of basketball. And let me get back to my craft. And you know, y'all my boys, but I can't be out here doing the bullshit no more and flashing. You know, come on, bro. Like, yeah. you got to be smarter than that. Whenever you're in a position that he when he's in the position that he's in, he's got to make better decisions. And right now, he's just not making those decisions. You can contribute it to boredom. You can contribute it to age. You can contrib- contribute it to a lot of different things, but. He just got to make better decisions moving forward from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So last week after a clip of someone creating a song using artificial intelligence to sound like Kendrick Lamar surfaced, Grammy Award winning producer Young Guru voiced his concerns for the future of music and hip hop. Sticks, what's your thoughts on, on this AI wave that we're currently in and the state of hip hop and music? Man, AI is getting crazy, bro. AI is getting crazy because it's because if you can have a computer program to make you sound like anybody in the world, or you can have a computer program that, that that can draw, you can just give it an idea and it can draw anything in the world. Like, not to mention all the different AIs, AI innovations that are coming through with you know e-commerce and banking and healthcare and transportation, self-driving cars, like. My my concern is mm-hmm. where is the human race going to be in the next like fifty to sixty years, bro? Because it's like if we got if we got robots doing everything for us, what the hell are we gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Right. How are we gonna make our money? How are we? You know what I'm saying? Like we need to live and be able to prosper as well as the race itself. But if you replacing us with all these robots and these AIs, where's the place gonna be for me? Like for right. us, for me and D Lo, we gotta be able to do our podcast, bro. I can't have no robot <laughs> sitting in this seat doing a podcast for me. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, have him yeah. do it. Like, come on, man. Yeah. So I mean I think it's I think it's I think it's interesting because you know, technology is is ever revol- evolving. Is ever evolving. Yep. So it's like it's one of those things that we can't stop happening, but we have to have some hopefully we will have some kind of some kind of what's the word I'm looking for? And and not necessarily an end game because it's never going to stop, but we have to figure out a barrier between us and the AI mm. to be mm-hmm. able to keep both to keep the human race moving forward, but also have the AI and the technology help us move forward and help yeah. us do better things. But it seemed like they're trying to <laughs> see like robots going to take over soon, bro. I don't know what you think. So, I mean, in regards to what Young Guru said with the post that he, you know, with the post. Um, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with you as well. We we have to figure out some type of barrier or some type of, I'm just going to say, you said it's not going to be an end game. We, we will continue to uh, evolve the technology. We, we as a society, we as a, a human race will continue to evolve with technology because yeah. um, we got to remember we created the technology. The technology did not create us. So, 100%. We have to figure out where the stopping point is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we figure out where that stopping point is going to be, what and where too far is, then we will better understand how the two humans and technology, artificial intelligence will be able to intermingle with each other. Because um, right now, that's what the scary part is. The scary mm-hmm. part is we don't know, as you just mentioned, we don't know what role we will play um, once all of this is fully implemented. Will we be able to ourselves 
our, with our physical body or our physical mind be able to work and make money for a living? Or will we be uh, replaced by all this technology and everybody going to be living on the street or in the wilderness? Um, so I feel the like this is crazy. I'm just saying that's, that's, that's no, what it is, is right? Fast, yeah, fast, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so, so I tend to agree with the, one of the, the, the lines that young guru said in his post mm-hmm. was, um, it's not the technology. It's the evil that men do with the technology that really grabbed 100%. my head. because if right now we're discussing this topic because it's dealing with entertainment. It's mm-hmm. dealing with music. It's dealing with Kendrick Lamar and mm-hmm. his voice being used by somebody that does not look like him, does not sound like him, and probably does not have the talent. Oh, I'm, I know does not have the talent that he has to create music. But mm-hmm. because as an artificial intelligent robot or software, piece of software that can make him sound like Kendrick, it is made news. But it's much bigger than that. And I know we don't really talk about politics. But for me, it's very worrisome because if somebody can do that using a rapper's voice or a singer's voice, what's to stop the evil from using one of our political leaders' voice to either learn country secrets? Not, I mean, when I say our, I don't mean just America. I mean every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Get other country secrets to create un, uh, unnecessary tension and to mm-hmm. also create additional unnecessary wars what's to stop that so i mean money and power are one of the biggest drivers that we have in 100 in the world mm-hmm. and people pursue that and that's how people pursue that's what people push for in life they push for money and power mm-hmm. and so if they're not able to get it legally some individuals will try to get it illegally mm-hmm. and that's where all of the the negative comes from and to me that's the scary part like right now it's like it's worrisome that we might not have a job and it's worrisome that some of our favorite artists might not be able to create music anymore that we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But to go deeper, it's, it's much deeper than just music. It's deeper than rap. Right. It's deeper yeah, it's, than rap. Yeah, it's deeper than rap. 100%. It's deeper than rap right now. Yeah, it is. Because it's, it's like, if, if the people who are watching this video right now, if you haven't heard the song that young guru made to sound literally sounded just like Kenny. That wasn't young guru though. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that dude me? was. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, it gotcha. wasn't, I don't know who that but, dude was. Young, young guru has worked with Jay-Z on multiple albums. Like he's basically Jay-Z's go-to guy other than, go-to um, guy, I got you. Then Kanye and well, not Kanye anymore, but Kanye and, um, just blaze just blaze so yeah. but the but the video but dilo sent me the video earlier in the week and i was amazed bro because it was like some you know it's just a normal white guy who's a streamer yeah. on twitch or he's a streamer you know he's he just does uh social media and he does uh content he's a content creator and he plugged kendra's voice in this in this software and he's talking through the mic sounding just like Kendrick Lamar. He wrote down some lyrics and rapped them, and it literally sounded like Kendrick Lamar was singing this song. I saw some when I was doing my research. I saw something else where another streamer was streaming on Twitch, and he had an AI generated software on his computer, and he was not looking at the screen, but his eyes were on the camera. Yeah. And I was like, "This is cr-. it's like, bro, like you, you can be doing something. You can be on your phone in a meeting on on 
Zoom or something like that, and you be, you can be on your phone, but you it looks like you're looking at the camera. And, and I mean, this stuff is really trivial, right? Yeah, it, it really it's, is. It's, it's real simplistic things, but that's the scary thing about but the, it. But the grand scheme of things, it's so much larger than that. Because it's so much larger than that. Like you it's, said, somebody, so can, somebody can use know. Joe Biden's voice to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, or who, or Barack Obama or, or a senator or something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, like, and we have seen that because it was a, it was a computer generated Biden thing that I saw on, online as well. Yeah. It's like, yo, like all this AI technology is going crazy right now, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that portion of it is worrisome. That portion of it is scary. The the possibilities of political leaders or people that we've chosen in every country to represent us battling it out and it really not being a battle. An example of this would be Dave Chappelle uh, with his quote unquote beef with with a Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a story is Dave Chappelle was on Twitter and um, he was browsing through Twitter and Cat Williams said something to him that was out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out down the line when Dave Chappelle actually got to see Cat Williams in person, Cat was acting as if nothing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, come to find out, Cat Williams didn't even have a, a Twitter handle. He was mm-hmm. talking to somebody fake. And right. so I use that as an example because that's the same thing that could potentially happen with our political leaders um, is that we can have a war going on or some tension caused by somebody that is not Random. who it is. And, yeah. and, and, and it's like, oh, that's what you want to do? And then you go to talk with a person or you see them in person. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Or, or worse, a bomb is coming, or, you know, coming, <laughs> a missile coming over. It's just exactly. crazy, man. But that's the scary side of it. The yeah. good thing that could come from this is that, you know, it pushes the envelope with what type of things that can be done and not just music, but all areas of life. Yep. Uh, you know, the, 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 the purpose, the initial thought and purpose for artificial intelligence was intelligence is to help us to do the tedious processes of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you are, you're in sales instead of you having to dial every number that you call artificial intelligence is supposed to say, Oh, this is the person you want to call here. I've dialed the number for you. They're on the call. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or leave your message or, okay, you want to create an email. This is the email that you want to create. Mm-hmm. Send it off. Make right. sure proofread it, make sure it's good, send it off. Or, you know, you know, as you said, uh, art, you want to draw something. Well, here's a template to start with. Finish the rest. Right. Stuff like that. And it, I mean, again, it gets way deeper than that. These are just right. little surface level applications of artificial intelligence that I'm talking about. So that's a great thing about it uh, is that it'll help us to do those little tedious processes of life. Um, mm-hmm. The bad thing with that is though, that it can displace jobs and mm-hmm. that's what, and, and that's ultimately where the worry comes down. Where, the the road comes is. where so, do we go from here? Where do we go from here? And so my question is, okay, just to get back into the entertainment and the rap segment, the reason why we're doing this is because of the Kendrick Lamar thing. Do yep. you think rappers will use AI to create their albums for, for them using their creative voices and that sound that just like them 
which in mm-hmm. theory would make music production more faster because all they have to do is write or type the lyrics in and the AI just go ahead and spit it out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's you think that's what more rappers are gonna do? You think in the future more rappers are gonna go towards that? Because I know we were talking about Drake last week and and him retiring, and we also brought mm-hmm. this up as well, where Drake yeah. could possibly just let the AI generate it. If they can find his, if they can generate a voice that sounds just like Drake, all you gotta do is write the lyrics, type them in, give the AI the the kind of feel of the music that he wants to produce. It could probably just do it for him. And he could just put out mm-hmm. albums every two, three years, like we said, this semi-retirement that he probably gonna do. And just mm-hmm. let the AI do it for him. Do you think do you do you foresee more rappers doing that? Possibly? Uh yeah. I so initially, no, I don't think so. But all it's gonna take is for one or two to do it and then it catch on, or not even catch on, it like the whatever they create goes ultra viral gets them a lot of money or something like that and then yeah everybody else will do it this that will remind me of irobot so remember in irobot the car was self-driving car but it was going at ultra fast speed mm-hmm. and if you were to do it manually you were you were seen as crazy mm-hmm. so i think it will come a point in time across all areas of life not just music i'm sorry to get off music but this is how we tie everything in yeah for sure Um, to answer your question yes i think everybody will will do it but how it ties in is i think it will come a time where everything we do will be artificially done like we won't have any we'll be we'll be there to make sure everything's in line but Mm -hmm. we won't actually physically do anything um, yes, crazy it, it, to it'll, think about. It, right, exactly. Um, but it will come a time to where it's widely adopted that the machines do everything, mm-hmm. and if you decide to do it manually, you're going to be the crazy one. Right now, For it's sure. the flip. It's, it's pretty much the flip. Like it's it's cool to try it here and there, but for the most part, nah. I want to do it myself. Let me mm-hmm. let me have the machine help me a little bit, but I want to be the person to, to finish it. Um, for sure and so and so i i think it won't take off initially but it will take one or two persons to get successful with it and then everybody's going to do it because it's going to be easy then you just like oh let me just write something feed it to the machine they do everything else but it's do you like think it actually sounded like i mean do you think it I actually 100 percent sound like kendrick i wouldn't say 100 percent, but it was scary close bro it was yeah. scary close to sounding just like Kendrick. And that's why I asked the question because not only just the music, but the holograms out here, bro, the concert's going to not be exist no more because you can just watch a hologram on TV from your couch and you can see Drake and an AI generated hologram of Drake and an AI generated song of Drake. Yeah. <laughs> you see here watching not Drake perform this song. You're hearing his lyrics, the way he wrote down, but you're hearing the computer perform and sing his songs and that is yeah. crazy to think about to me see you know i think saying? a little differently though i i mean not not what you just said i'm in agreement with what you just said like yeah mm-hmm. the future the future of entertainment across the board is going to be no longer are we going to go to arenas to watch entertainment basketball anything it's mm-hmm. going to be we're going to we're going to be sitting on our couch watching a hologram or having some type of VR goggles, glasses, mm-hmm. watching the sports. As the NBA released a couple of weeks ago, I had this idea too, Sticks. And I, I 
did not capitalize on it, but it had the VR goggles to where uh, you can sit front row at a game mm-hmm. that's actually going on. And, you know, with the VR goggles in your own home, be sitting front row at Madison Square Garden, watch the Knicks play the Lakers, whatever the case may be. Um, but I don't think it sounded it sounded like Kendrick, but you could definitely for me tell it was AI generated. Yeah, generated. It, yeah. it, it sounded it sounded a bit body, um, yeah. um, like the like the Whitney Houston one I, I sent you last yeah. week. Like you mm-hmm. could, it sounded like Whitney, but or yeah, it sounded like Whitney, yeah, but Whitney, you Whitney, could yeah. tell like in spots it was AI generated or like mm-hmm. a bot did that. It had yeah. that computer sound to it. Mm-hmm. So and again, this is just the surface, right? This we're just scratching the surface of this type of technology. So, like I said uh, last week, with a couple of tweaks, it's going to be scary how close it is and how spot on it is. But yeah. I think there are pockets where you can be like, okay, yeah, that's 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 a computer doing that. That's not really Whitney. Um, now, to the the uninitiated, those that don't really know, they'll they'll be like, damn, that is that is Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to really listen closely. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was just so scary close, man. But like you said, it's just just technology and and AI generation is so complex within itself that it could it could go into different avenues. But yeah. it's 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 interesting to see. I'm interested to see where this actually goes because, man, it's 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 it's, it's, it's I think that I think that a lot of artists will have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially you know the ones who are quote unquote retired, like your Jay-Z's of the world and people like that who haven't really put out albums in a while. Like they do features and this, that, the third, but he would, I think he would capitalize off of some AI generated, just sit in the crib, write the lyrics down, feed it in and let it do its job. I think somebody like Jay-Z would be able to do it. You know, you think Jay-Z would want to do it himself? I don't think those older generational um, rappers or or entertainers will really get too involved with it. Because you got to think, most of the music and art movies that's out now mm-hmm. come from the older like it's either a remake or a sample or some mm-hmm. some of the sort from those individuals Agreed. so their music already their music already lives forever mm-hmm. um you know but the newer generation these one hit wonders that mm-hmm. we've seen the last five years uh you know in in five years you're, you're gonna be a loving hip-hop those yeah. type of rappers yeah they probably the ones that will you know, endorse it and utilize it more because, you know, they don't have to do any work now. They'll just have to write whatever they want to and then say, here, see what it do. And it's funny you say that because now you you got me thinking it probably won't be the actual Drake's or the Jay-Z's, the people who actually have the the Kendrick's, people who actually have the talent. It's probably going to be a lot of content creators. Mm-hmm. The people who ain't really who who have entertainment value, who have some talent and enter, who can entertain, but not yep. really rapper kind of talent, and they're probably yeah. going to be the ones to take advantage of it a little bit more. So I see what you I see what you're going with that. I can agree with that. I can agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we're we're definitely living in a time where technology is advancing tremendously. Um, I just am interested, like you, with how it will continue and how fast will it be uh will it evolve because mm-hmm. we're at a point now to where it's scary how fast it's evolving cuz just last year we were Man, not talking me. about ai too much and now ai is taking over everything mm-hmm. so only time will tell i guess yeah it's going to be fun to see yeah all right so hansel dominguez a kid that in just a short time 
uh, was has gone from street baller to living out his dreams playing a collegiate basketball um, has mm-hmm. captured the hearts of many. To those unfamiliar, yeah. Hansel is the, the kid with one arm that does amazing things with the basketball um, and has defied many of the odds that told him that he would not be able to do the things that he's currently doing. So, Sticks, talking about this story, if you were in his shoes, uh, if you were in Hansel's shoes, how would you uh, how would you deal with the adversity adversities that he has has had to deal with in his personal life? Man, it's it's he's he's one of the stories that I've been following for a good little minute because I, I watch a lot of YouTube and Emmanuel his his U.S. name is Emmanuel Hansel and he was a guy mm-hmm. who was brought up um, in the Dominican Republic and he lost his arm because he was outside playing and a bunch of center blocks fell on his left arm and the damage was so crazy that they had to actually um, cut his arm off. You know what I'm saying? They had mm-hmm. to amputate his arm. But the kid didn't let none of that stop him. He was he he continued to, to work at basketball because his, his, his dad was a basketball player and his dad pushed him towards basketball. And he was good before he lost his arm. But I think he even, he got even better with the hard work that he had to fight through the adversity of that of losing his arm. I think he got even better when he lost his arm because it was like, yo, like I still want to do this and I got to fight even harder because I know it's going to be something that's going to be holding me back. And a lot of mm-hmm. colleges might not look at me. A lot of schools might, a lot of high school, in high school, they're going to look at me like, I, like I'm like i some kind of freak or something like that. So he was like, bro, I don't want to be treated differently. I still want to do yep. this full time. And I still want to be the greatest basketball player that I can possibly be. When I tell you this dude is, if y'all have never seen him, go look up Emmanuel Hansel on YouTube and watch his highlight tapes. And he is doing things with one arm that most people can't even do with two. 100%. And if it were me, I feel like my my strive to be great is similar to his. I don't have, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, but he, I, I would be a person knowing myself. If I was to lose my arm and I couldn't play football, if I couldn't throw a football or catch a football or dribble a basketball, I would be hurt, bro. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my determination, just like his, would be. Now, nah, you know, forget that. I, I, st- I still want to be great, bro. So I think I would still go at it. But I know it's a lot of people who I know would be like, dog, I, it's over now. It's over. Right. I can't do it. I can't do it no more. So I think him being the guy that he is, averaging he averaged twenty eight points, eleven boards, and seven assists in high school with one arm. And now that's amazing, bro. That's amazing. What? It's people who can't even do that with two, bro. It's crazy. Go dunking yeah. on people and shooting threes and drip like he can dribble better with one hand than people can dribble. He can dribble better than me. I got two hands, bro. Like, 100%. but I was never a ball handler, but. That dude is amazing. And it's like doing that in high school and now on the collegiate level at Northwestern State University, he's he's coming into his own on the college level, but he still has that explosiveness. He still has that skill that a lot of people don't even have with two arms, man. So I think, you know, in my situation, I think I still would have fought, fought through it and still tried to be great. But I know it's a lot of people out here who would have lost their arm and just gave up, dog. And he not he didn't he didn't yeah. have that personality. He didn't have that character about him. And I I appreciate that. And he's been he's been like he's been an inspiration to a lot of people around the world. And there's a lot That's of people, a lot of, a lot of young kids who look up to Emmanuel Hansel and it's like that he's their favorite basketball player type of you know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. crazy how he did that. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, a true inspiration. I I mean, I think put me in his situation. I would like to think that I would push through that adversity, push through the obstacles that I may face. Um, but the reality is we're we're looking at we're looking at it from the end portion of it, right? We're not looking mm-hmm. at it from the 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 middle. 
So if we're if we're taking the Oreo, it's the beginning where he lost his arm to mm-hmm. now where we see him at the college level coming into his own. We're not talking about that cream filling. The cream right? in the middle, right? Cream. The cream in the middle is where the, the actual story is being told, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's battled, has battled many obstacles or faced many obstacles to get to where he is now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, while I think I am mentally strong, I mm-hmm. don't know if I am that mentally strong to deal sure. with some of the things that I don't know for sure what he's dealt with, but that he potentially could have dealt with during mm-hmm. this time of uh, getting to where he is now. Because, you know, not only do you have he, did he lose his arm, but now he has to deal with all the things that come with losing his arm and still trying to pursue the the playing basketball at the level that he wants to play it. So one, he has to now reprogram his mind to dribble with only one hand. He has to learn how to do the same moves that he was doing um, before with two hands with one. He also has to learn with dealing with the stigma of people, not stigma, but dealing with people looking at him differently now or even mm-hmm. looking at him funny because he only has one arm mm-hmm. or Maybe some people are super competitive and, you know, for him, as we've seen with him, treating him differently because he does have only only one arm. So, mm-hmm. you know how some people are. Oh, he got one arm. I ain't, I ain't worried about him. He ain't going to do too much. Nah, then you start busting, start busting their ass. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let, let me let hold me on, play a little up. bit harder. Yeah. Right, right. Hold on. Wait a minute. So I say all that say because I don't I don't know. I would like to think I would be in the same boat as you. Mm-hmm. but when you really sit back and think about all that he has to deal with, all of the obstacles that he has to overcome, all of the new processes that he has to learn, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I could have handled all that. I would like to think I would, but I don't know if I could have handled all that to to be where he is now. For sure, because because you know we, we me me and you we were good at basketball, but we didn't take it seriously for real. But. Mm-hmm. Going from being able to hold, like I was a quarterback, D-Lo was a receiver. From being able to hold the ball with two hands, throw the ball, to not having a hand and putting it behind your back, and now you got to do everything with one and trying to throw right. the ball to D-Lo with one arm, and he can't, you know, like it's, it's yeah. not saying that he couldn't do it because obviously right. Emmanuel Hans was saying that you can do anything you put your mind to. Exactly. It would be, it would be tough for me mentally to say, okay, now I got to do all of this with one hand. I got to throw the ball to D-Lo who only got one hand. How are we going to make this work? And right. Emmanuel Hansel was showing that with, 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 you know, with a little bit of determination or a lot of bit of determination, you can do whatever exactly. the heck you want to do. Because he he gave, I was reading a story and he gave an example, like when he was in high school, that the coach came came up with a rule that anytime you miss a layup in practice, you got to do 10 pushups. And he ended up. That was up, college. That was college or was it high school? Yeah. So the, the clip was from college. Clip was from okay, so yeah. he goes up and misses a layup in practice, and he didn't want he did he of course he don't want to be treated differently, so he got down and did one arm ten one arm pushups mm-hmm. in practice, and I'm just like yo this dude I can't do one arm pushups right now because I'm used to doing them with two, so imagine well, you know what I'm saying so imagine yeah. like having to do that you know what I'm saying yeah, it's yeah. crazy well, we might not be talking about the same thing then because the clip I thought it was I in high school. You. Yeah, the clip. Yeah, the clip I sent you was from college. Mm-hmm. So the punishment for whenever they did something wrong was they had to do fingertip pushups. Oh, and gotcha. so, and so they had started that before 
Hansel got to college, mm -hmm. got to the program. And so the coach unknowingly just, well, I wouldn't say unknowingly, but just, you know, without thinking, continue to do the same punishment if somebody made a mistake. And so as the clip says, as he said in the clip, once I realized what was about to go down, I said, hold on. He said, hold on, wait, let's do sprints. And mm -hmm. then Emmanuel was like, nah. I mean, Hansel was like, nah, we're going to do it the same. And he got down to do it and he he was really struggling, but he continued to try to do it. Right. And that inspired his teammates to help him. Gotcha. And so from there, that's where like the, if you, you know, look into the, the storytelling of, of certain things mm -hmm. is where the team bonding has starting to explode for the, for the team is Hansel's, um, willingness to not be treated differently mm -hmm. but also to do the things that other, everybody else is doing um is what has made them be who they are as far as the team has been playing right now their record is pretty eight decent and two, isn't it? eight and two yeah so so their their, mm -hmm. their record has been pretty decent and mm -hmm. they're contributing 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 it to and so I, you know i can talk nah, for sure. so the story i was talking about was i'm, I'm looking at the article right now <clears throat> on call.com and it says emmanuel never wanted to be treated differently so in high school the team had a rule if you miss a layup in practice you have to do 10 push-ups mm. and he said i'm no different from anyone else i did i don't need any special treatment i missed the layup so i did the push-ups and yeah. but that's crazy you bro. know doing one respect is hard bro and yeah. I know he's, you know, he's had, since he was six, he lost his arm. So now he's, what, 19 now. So he's had some mm -hmm. some training doing push-ups with one arm. But at the same time, like, that's still challenging as hell for a 19-year-old kid to do 10 one-arm push-ups. So, yeah. I mean, it's, he's, he's one of those guys, man, that you can look at to, you can look at for a lot of inspiration. Like, you really, it, the old cliche says you can do anything you put your mind to. That's an old cliche that I've been I was little. That's literally Emmanuel Hansel. That's his literally him. The dictionary. Yeah, he's just sitting there like, yeah, that, that's me. Yeah, yeah. So like, you but now he, he he's definitely a good kid. He's got got a good head on his shoulders. He keeps up. He keeps his character close intact, and I I think he's he like I said, he's a lot of little kids. Little kids growing up. He's a lot of little kids' favorite basketball player. Like you said, he came from street ball, did his thing in high school. Now he's on a college level, and I believe you know. I believe he can, if he keep doing his thing and go through all four years of college at Northwestern and start balling out, I think he can get drafted, bro. I think he has yeah. that much talent. I think he has that much talent to do that. Now, my I question would be, that. do you think the NBA will give him that opportunity? Yeah, I I absolutely think they will give him the opportunity. One, they don't want to be labeled as discriminatory, if, especially if he's good enough. Mm -hmm. And then two, they want that type, they want that story yeah. Mm -hmm. to be uh, in the NBA. They want to be attached to that type of story. Um, you know, as we've seen with the different groups that have been involved in all of the professional sports nowadays, you know, mm -hmm. they, they want those type of stories because they want to be, especially Adam, Adam Silva, he wants yeah. to be inclusive. Um, so I, I, I think if that is presented, if he's able to, you know, get his, if he's able to obtain or become that type of prospect, He'll definitely get an opportunity to go to the NBA. He definitely will. I think Adam Silver has been a really good successor to David Stern um, because he's done a lot 
you know what I'm saying? And I think he would definitely take Emmanuel Hansen with open arms, bro. Like, mm-hmm. damn, that kind of, I kind of feel bad saying that. But not, no, not going to lie, I kind of feel bad saying that. But he, he would definitely welcome him with no problem into the NBA, if, especially if he's good enough. If he start balling out, you know, go crazy, I definitely think he'll yeah. get an opportunity to go pro. And he has that kind of talent. He only, he yeah. only averages seven minutes a game right now, but he's only in his freshman year too. So mm-hmm. with, 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 with some time, the boy can go crazy. He definitely can go crazy. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Deion Sanders, Deion Coach Prime Sanders, is in a brand new controversy because of comments he made about recruiting practices and how he looks at certain positions. Mm-hmm. Um, Sticks, what are your thoughts on Coach Prime's comments and, and this controversy? I'm kind of on both sides of this mm-hmm. because coming from where we came from, there's a lot of truth in what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So what he said, what basically in a nutshell, what he said was for certain positions on offense, he'll look at people, like if you're looking at an offensive lineman or a quarterback, he wants that kid to come from a two-parent household, have good grades, you know, dad in his life, making making him a man, and this and the third. But if he's looking at somebody on the defensive side of the ball, he wants somebody to come from the struggle. One mama try, just out there trying to get it, you know, welfare, this and the third. I'm like, okay. So to be honest, I think Dion said a lot of what uh, coaches won't say. And that's just who Dion, that's just who Dion's character. Dion is, that's just Dion himself. He's gonna, he's outspoken. He has that personality. He has that charisma and that character about him. He's just, he's gonna say what a lot of coaches won't say. I think a lot of coaches mm-hmm. in the nation, probably every coach in the nation, I'm, well, I can go so far as to say every, but I think a lot of coaches have the same mentality where at certain positions, you want somebody with a certain type of attitude and a certain type of character to be in that position. So yep. was it, was it I was it wrong what he said honestly yes because that should have just been that should have just stayed as a thought honestly Mm -hmm. but do a lot of other coaches do it 100% they do so I feel like it's a controversy only because he left HBCU (laughs) and went to a, a PWI and now he's that that he has that on his back which was the first controversy then mm-hmm. secondly, he's coming out and saying the way his 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 practices are, which a lot of people don't agree with. But if you really think about it, most coaches they recruit like that. He's just mm-hmm. the one, he's just the only one to actually come out and say it. So I can I can agree to disagree with Dion. Was it wrong? Yes, but do people do it one hundred percent? Yeah, you took the word. You took literally everything you said. <laughs> everything you said. I was going to say. Because um, you can't, you, from, I, you come from the coaching space, so maybe you got a little yeah, bit more, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Every, so do your, thing, listen, do your thing. Every No, no, no. Listen, everything you said, I was going to say. I think mm-hmm. he has a target on his back because of, from the black community, because mm-hmm. of how, and I don't want to make it racy, but it's, right. yeah, because of how he left Jackson State, mm-hmm. um, I think other coaches um, are, have a target on his back because of, how how much of a splash he's made at the division one level since coming mm-hmm. but 100 percent, every coaching staff in america you say you don't want to say every coach i'll say every coaching staff in america has a method for how they recruit gotcha. um, and for who what type of player they recruit um at certain positions i'll mm-hmm. give you an example 
how many it might it might be different now mm-hmm. because of the success of Christian McCaffrey, but how many white running backs do you see? Not too many, bro. How many white de- defensive backs do you see? Not too many, bro. Exactly. It, it, is, <laughs> it is that is a common practice amongst college coaches. I, I won't say for sure, but that's they look there first. They say, oh, he's a XYZ running back. Mm, probably mm-hmm. won't take him. Or, oh, he's a 5'8 defensive back or a 5'8 linebacker. Mm, probably mm. won't take him. Right. Just play. Coaches play off of the law of averages. So mm-hmm. the law of averages says if they're this height, this wingspan, this speed, the likeliness of them being able to excel at this position is going to be tremendous. Hi. Yeah, facts. But but if they're on the the wrong side of the law of averages, which means they're just underneath that, then they have to really excel at one thing that makes them great Mm -hmm. on the opposite of that if they are on the positive side of all of those they are can't miss person Mm -hmm. and so this is probably just something new uh, a little bit more in-depth practice Mm -hmm. that i'm not familiar with that maybe is in the college ranks now for how they recruit or just what Dion thinks but like you said it's it's a it's it's a little bit of truth to it because yeah eight times out of 10, I'll say seven for six to seven times out of 10, uh, a single, uh, a, a boy that comes from a single parent household, single mother household. If, if he's not a hardcore mama's boy, he got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. Facts. Got that dog in him. Right. And that's what he wants on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that offensive lineman, Naturally, they have to be smart because they have to know how to pick up certain blitzes. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks have to be smart too. That doesn't have anything to me. That doesn't have anything to do with coming from a single the or the family dynamic. Yeah, or yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the family dynamic. But I guess historically, if you go by statistics, most uh, individuals that excel academically come from two parent households mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. I, I don't guess. know the truth i don't know the facts on that so i the that's why i'm right. kind of yeah that's why i'm kind of like hesitant to say that but um mm-hmm. if i'm going off of what some common knowledge that i know i i think that's the the fact that most academic i, I don't even want to repeat so, it, so i, 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 I guess, I guess the point i guess the point that i i think what dion was trying to the point he was trying to make in that was a kid that has a dad, a mom and a dad in the household to teach him different things about life and about the world would be a lot more, a lot less susceptible to the, what John Morant's going through. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But he came from, yeah. but I think he, I think John Morant, just like I say, I think he's just bored, but he's All a right. lot less susceptible to a lot of the influences in the world. He's not looking yeah. for different, um, He's not looking for a father figure or a mother, or if it's a single dad, he's not looking for a mother figure out somewhere else because he has right. all of that right here at home. So he has a little bit more structure. Um, he he has everything he needs at home that he ain't got to be out somewhere else looking for. But right. so not to say he ain't got that dog in him because he still had that dog. It's just yeah, a little bit his more, personality. It's a little yeah. bit more cerebral, right? Right. What you need yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, you got to be a little bit more cerebral. But on the defensive side of the ball, you still got to be cerebral, but to a lesser extent, because you just trying to hunt and kill on the defensive side, right? 
Right. So with right. that, with that mentality that you had to, you didn't know where your next meal was going to come from. You ain't know, you know, you ain't have a father figure in your life technically, or maybe in that situation, or you, mm-hmm. you, you really had home. to go, you had to struggle to figure out how you was going to make it through the next day. That's right. the kind of personality that he is portraying, that he is saying that you need on your defensive side of the ball. So it's yeah. like, and it's getting, and just to make, just to point out something that Delon was saying earlier, you don't see too many black running back, too many white running backs. You don't see too many right, white defensive linemen. It's getting a little bit different now, but it, it was at one point, you ain't see too many black quarterbacks. Right. So, but exactly. that's getting a little bit different now too. So it's like, everything is, it's ever evolving, man. And it's one of those things where he, it's a, it's a complex situation because you understand what Dion is saying. If you come from like a sports background, because mm-hmm. or if you just in, if you just in football, well, yeah, sports background. But if you just have been around football in general, in general, kind of know the dynamics of it. If mm-hmm. you play high school sports, you, you definitely know what he's trying to say. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, oh, you're good. You're good. The, the arrogance in how he said it, yeah, when yeah, he yeah. said it, where he said it was like, mm-hmm. ah, prime. I know that's who uh, you are. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, nah, you probably shouldn't have said that. It just should have said a thought, honestly, bro. He should have yeah. he, he, that, but because just you pointed out, you said hundred percent. I was trying to be modest. I was thinking hundred percent myself. But every coach in the nation has a method to their madness whenever it comes to recruiting, and you mm-hmm. want certain personalities and certain characteristics and certain positions on that field. And if they ain't got it, they ain't. Right. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got it. So right. I mean, but it's but a lot of this controversy is coming down to the fact that. The HBCU community has already had a target on his back when he left Jackson State. And -hmm. now he's at a a PWI talking about, you know, these different family dynamics and how he how he recruits and stuff like that. It's just it's just it's a domino effect. One controversy Mm -hmm. is going to lead to another because of who he is and how they feel like he did things. And it's just going to it's going to cause a problem that really ain't a problem. But I can understand where people are coming from because of what he said and the arrogance in which he said it. It did come yep. off as now nah, we don't want him. We want him because he has this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so, I mean, the thing yeah. the thing with that, too, though, and it's the last thing I'll say um, yeah. is. It, it's not saying so a lot of the, the backlashes come from more specifically the quarterback position uh, and what he looks for and we seem to think that the stereotype only fits non-black people Mm -hmm. right so agreed so he said he looks for two-parent household at quarterbacks we seem to think oh well he's not going to recruit black quarterbacks that's not the case um and i also feel like it's also saying it's also not saying if a person if a player or recruit doesn't fit that and is very good, he's not going to recruit him. He 100% is going to recruit exactly. that person. Exactly. <laughs> he did. exactly. He's just saying law of averages says, again, I don't know where he's getting this information from, but he, what he, what from what he said, he's basically implying the law of averages says, this is the type of person. Um, this is the type of family that produces this type of player that we look for. And the crazy thing is, if you really dig deep into it, his quarterback, which is his son, grew up most of his life in a two-parent household and had the structure that he needs. So it's not to say that he wouldn't do it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it was, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. like you said, it's, it's one of those things where like, bruh, like it, it's, 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 
it's not that big of a well, it's not that big of a deal to us because we understand it. Mm-hmm. But I can see how it is easily could be uh, misconstrued and mm-hmm. and you know taken out of context uh, or you know interpreted as another thing. Uh, especially if you don't come from that background or if you're just looking for something to to catch him on. So sure. what I think is is he needs to continue to find ways to be who he is, mm-hmm. but also understand that he's not a normal college coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of rub, ruffled some feathers mm-hmm. and that he needs to, you know, he's going to be heavily scrutinized. So he has to find different ways of being who he is, um, but not in certain settings. For sure. For sure. I agree with that. Yep. All right, my boy Sticks, episode 19 done. 19 is done, my guy. Yeah, 19 yeah, is done, yes. man. We, we, we're, we're, we're moving to it, man. We're getting through it. And, I'm, man, it's every time we do this every Sunday, it makes me happy, bro. So I, I appreciate yeah. spending this time with you, my boy. You know what I'm saying? And we get to talk about different topics and different things about the world and have people actually listen to us. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. So, (laughs) get out of camera. So, so this has been too complex. Since he started off with too complex, uh, even though we haven't officially made a name change, uh, I'm gonna finish with too complex. This has Mm -hmm. been too complex. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. You can find us on all of the major uh, podcast streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you subscribe. You can also follow us on all of our social media. Uh, platforms youtube instagram tiktok subscribe there as well mm-hmm. and remember if it ain't too complex it ain't complex at all it ain't complex we hope at all. you appreciate we hope that you appreciate today's show and until next time salute salute